it's the day after International Beer Day, Dave. What uh, just great event it is. Yeah. I what I really liked was people telling me it was International Beer Day repeatedly. Um, and that was the day after IPA Day. I know International IPA Day. I think it was called. Yeah, oh yeah, everywhere. There's, well, there's, there's, there's only two days in the in the year. Yeah. There's also back to back. Yeah, back well. to day. Double. It's a double double feature. Yeah. There's also a this is like Christmas for beer geeks. God, definitely. There's also a um, brown ale day. Mm-hmm. And then that's preceded. That's by actually started by. James Davidson. The Davidsons, I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout out to their podcast, Not Too Bright. Not Too Bright, TWO, if you're looking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's preceded by International Stout Day. I don't know when that is, but. Um, Stout Day, yep. You, you I think st- it's also. Uh, I think Stout Day is a uh, Northern Hemisphere idea. So I think right. Stout Day is like right in our summer. Don't you do Stout Float Night? Which is your uh, one that you Every single year, 30th of April, Stout Float Night. Stout Float Night. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to one of the upcoming ones, Gold Nail Day. Uh-huh. Really looking forward to just, just some really easy drinking gold nails. Yeah. Um, and then t- you can tie it up. I don't think there's a fixed date for it, but it's always a Sessionale Day. Sessionale Day? Yeah, yep, it's close to somewhere. my heart. Yeah, yeah I like um, Sessionale... It's four and a half percent to five percent day. Mm-hmm. Really dial those ones in. I don't, you know. Yeah, Sessionale five to five point eight. Yeah, that one's kind of lost on me. I think. Yeah, I'm no, not sure if that's really counts. It's not as really Sessionale. a purist um, beer day like the other ones are. Yeah. Um, well, the other one that I I enjoy because of its inclusiveness uh, is uh, Gateway Beer Day. Gateway Beer Day is a good one. That is good because yep. everyone can enjoy that. Definitely, there's, there's Gateway Beers everywhere now. I know. So you can get on board with that. I really like um, Hints of Raisin Day. That is good. That's a good one. I really like getting those Hints of Raisins. It is good, isn't it? The other one that's... I don't really take part in it, but I like to observe it, is um, your flash is on when it shouldn't be in your untapped photo day. Oh, that's a good one. That is... Yeah, it's good. Because it encourages people to take photos of their beers so you can see anything. It's really good. What's... Does that cross over to Instagram or is that a different day? I think it's a different day. Your flash is on too high. No, no, the one I'm talking about is only the untapped day. Okay, so I think that might be a different day. Yeah. Um... I've been really looking forward to bubbles clinging to the side of your dirty glass in your untapped photo. It's yep. another photo one. Day. Yeah, that's, that's enjoyable. Really yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Wit Week is coming up as Whit well. Wit Week, yeah, Wit Week 2015. Do you have anything lined up for Wit Week? I'm probably going to drink some Wits. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2015. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Nice. The Week Before Wit Week Week is another really good one. Which one is it? It's the Week Before Wit Week. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't drink any Wits? Or you can if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, that one's not really defined what you have to do. You just drink whatever you want. Yeah. Just What's hashtag uh, WBWW. Yeah. Yeah. Snappy. Snappy. Mm. Any other days we're forgetting? We're probably forgetting. Oh, I mean, the calendar's chock full of them. So, I mean, you're Dias- about to Diacetyl Day. Diacetyl Day. That's a controversial uh, one. Uh, it is. Just Only because, like, a lot of people that d- don't take part in it, they do take part in it without really meaning to. Definitely. And some people are taking part of it but they can't actually taste they're taking part of it because they've got a blind spot yeah you don't even know that yeah. you're taking part in it fault blind spot day is another one yeah. isn't uh, the calendar's just so like busy I can't believe there's no two dicks on a podcast day talking about beer well I mean you work towards it you know we never know do we want to just have that after what is it the 8th of August 8th of August two dicks on a podcast day two dicks day. on a podcast day 
We can get not too bright on that. Not saying you guys are ticks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, if they want to take part, if they want to jump on board, we're inclusive as well. Yep. Sessionable. The other podcast. Yeah. Cannot take part. Too no, many, no. You too can drop dicks. someone and do an addition, or yep. you can get out. Yep. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? I'm really good. I just smashed this coffee. We're sitting at Sunmoth Canteen. Uh, the second time recording a podcast here. It's pretty delicious coffee if I do I say so. I can't remember what it was called. No, I think um, it was a word that had too many V's and G's and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Easier. From small batch roasters, I know that much. Because uh, it's the same coffee that I have at home. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. So and you mentioned that the way that you prepare it yields a fairly different result. Yeah, so I use a siphon. Uh, a siphon coffee maker. I was given one. And I'm... I'm getting right into it. I bought a new grinder, like a little hand grinder the other day, dialing that baby in. Uh, Is that annoying? No, a bit of a workout. Okay. Yeah, oh, right. Get, okay. Get those gums pumping get in the morning. You. Yeah, right? fair enough. Um, also, it's winter. You warm, warm right up. The old saying, grind your own beans, warm yourself twice. Okay. Yeah. Saying. The... Yes, I got myself a siphon. Bought, bought some new scales today. I wasn't uh-huh. happy with my old scales. What was wrong with the old scales? They weren't very precise. Okay. Sometimes you'd you'd measure your amount and then you'd put you like and then you'd put like one bean in it and it would jump like three or four grams. That doesn't and you'd sound take accurate, it out does and it? Stay, yeah, yeah, it was okay. terrible. But um, they yeah. are they the very same scales that I use to feed pickle and measure out his food quantities? Yes. Definitely. So who the hell knows if he was adequately nourished? I I think pickle gets nourished right. Pickle is our cat, by the way, that, yeah, that okay. Dave babysat. Um, babysat or. Oh. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> that just shows your uh, your own relationship I'm edit, with your I'm cat. That. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> but cats that cat doesn't sound that good either. Hung out with you, hung yeah. out with him. Um, I just chilled. He's my yeah. bro now. Yeah, you guys chilling, chilling with your bro. Right, it's been a little while, hasn't it? It has been a little while. There is a good reason for that. It's sort of beyond our control. Well, yeah, we've also been putting out. All those beer, good beer week episodes. Yeah, and um, which bandwidth, bandwidth restrictions yep, uh, yep. means that we can't just chuck it all out yeah. uh, when we want to. But there's been plenty of good content. It's yeah, not like people good have been content. suffering. Oh, but I mean, like, it's August now and we're just coming out of our good beer week <laughs> content. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> um, and speaking of, of that kind of content, we'll be, or I'll be going to Beavana. I'm not going to be next week. And probably doing some other chats with some people around. That's going to be great. Yeah, I've got a couple really of good ones figures. lined up. Yeah, exactly. Um, is always a lot of fun. Wellington's always a lot of fun. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm shaking my head silently, so I have to acknowledge that. How do you shake your head loudly? No, I mean, like, I have to explain on the show that oh, I'm okay. shaking my head because if I just do it, then no one knows. Could do yeah. one of those, like, sound effects when someone in a cartoon, like, what are they? Kind of a thing. Oh, I don't, don't know if I'm seeing that one. But yeah, um, whatever. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but I'm not going to be a yeah. Um So we've got some news uh, from our good friend in Perth, Pia. Mm-hmm. Pia Poynton. Uh, she sent through a couple of things that's going on in Perth, and it looks heaps happening in Perth. Yeah, it's annoying, actually. Uh, I'm a little bit anti-Perth at the moment. Well, they, w- they were a bit of a sleeper state for a while in terms of... Obviously, all the, the stuff that was happening there with Sailor and Anchor, Matilda Bay, you know, way back in the day. 
And then they kind of chugged along with Feral, and, and now suddenly you've got Homestead. Um, who else? Mash, Monk Brewing. Um, yeah, all sorts popping up there now. So the speaking of the Monk Brewing, they've just relaunched with, um, again, same head brewer, Craig, that used to be mm-hmm. around Mountain Goat, and Mitch from Beer Sign, uh, beer chef extraordinaire. Uh, That's a good combination. Yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. They've, they've, I think they've narrowed down the beers and they've got some barrels to play with as well. So it's uh, if you need more reasons to head over there. Yeah, hopefully we'll one. start seeing uh, some fun stuff coming from, I mean, more fun stuff really. Um, and that ties in the, the Perth Royal Beer Awards were a week or so ago. Big winners for Pirate Life. Yeah, good uh, on them. We are big fans of their beers, so... That's, um, I was just see? saying I had a five or six beers last night, one of which was their pale can. It's just so good. Yeah, I can. It's I could such a, a good pale ale. Yeah, and their, their session IPA I think is just stunning for for three and a half or strength. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, other winners: Mash won a packaging award, and Three Ravens won a couple of awards for their beers. So. Uh, really good, and also shout out to um, I don't know if you're listening. Good to see that that partnership is uh, doing definitely. well. The Mash Three Ravens mm-hmm. partnership, yeah, definitely. Um, Sorry, you were shouting out before I rudely interrupted. You're right. The two um, amateur brewing awards, they have amateur awards for that. So Ryan Lucas won it for best amateur beer. Uh, congratulations, Ryan. I don't know if li- these guys are listeners, but big um, Rhino took out the chocolates. Good on your mate, Mark Smith. One best amateur brewer. So Smitty. Good to see amateur or home brewing. How are they judged? Just tasted. So I imagine that the best amateur beer was the highest scoring individual beer. Yeah. And then Smitty had Probably the highest combination. Uh, like the highest scoring exhibitor, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. We probably should have asked Pia because she was one of the judges. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just speculating. Oh, well. Uh, I like speculating. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of a big part of what we do, right? Uh, other other WA news. Stop hogging all the news. WA. Um, it's Wednesday day. What an episode for WA. They're just rolling on it. Oh, I don't want to listen to about Wednesday day. It's annoying me. Um, so it's Wednesday day for I guess those that don't know is the annual Canteon celebration of, of a one-off beer that gets launched at the same time around the world, same day around the world. Uh, last year, the first one ever in Australia was in Melbourne, mm-hmm. which was a very delicious. It was um, a fun event. Yeah, Kibbe Florian was the beer. Um, Iris with cherries for those Canteon nerds, and this year it's a Brussels Stout, not a Brussels. I sprout. get it. Get I don't it. know if that's a play on Brussels sprout or not. Actually, um, this year's one was supposed to be, I think, last year's one and the year before, but it never came to fruition. Um, so yeah, number of years in the making this one, and, and good luck, Perth. Fill your get boots. your tickets, Perth, because it's fun, and you'll get some awesome beers along with the Swansea uh, beer. So definitely, enjoy yourself. Definitely. Don't don't tweet about it though. I don't want to hear it. No, tweet all about it. Final WA beer news. Uh, WA beer week is happening in November. Shit, I think it's November. I didn't actually write that on my note. Anyway, check out wabeerweek.com. If you can find space in your chock full calendar of all these beer days, find some time to go to the WA beer week Definitely. whenever it is. Definitely. <laughs> I wonder if there's a beer day that coincides. WA beer day. Beer, whatever. We've done that joke already. Yeah, we have. Um, to death. Other Beer Week news, Sydney Craft Beer Week has just launched their program. I haven't really had a good look at it, so I can't comment on, on what's in it, but it's online, so if you're going to be in and around Sydney during whenever it is, <laughs> uh, check it out. 
Check out our show notes for more accurate information yeah. regarding yeah. both Ac- of these beer weeks. Actual information. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, our good friends at Lambic.info have just launched a PDF of all of their information. Um, for those people that aren't aware, Lambic.info is a project that is combining all the Lambic information, or information about Lambic's um, history, biology, a ridiculously immense resource about it's extensive it's, pro- it's probably the premier uh, accessible source of all things Lambic, Lambic. definitely and it's, it's still only in its infancy they're still get doing a lot of still writing a lot of articles to go up there apparently um, but yeah they've just released all of their information all of their primary sources um, so for anyone that's I guess super hardcore into Lambic uh, fill your boots on some information you're going to have plenty yeah, plenty. It's uh, it's a a veritable treasure trove of knowledge. Yeah. Definitely. Final one uh, of my news roundup is Crafty Pint uh, wrote an article about two meter tall. Brilliant article. If you yeah, if you haven't um, read it yet, do yourselves a favor and read it because um, it's a great read. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I know Crafty was excited to actually sit down and write something. He, you know, he's primarily a writer, and he spends a lot of time doing not writing mm-hmm. or writing small things. So, I know he's really excited to, to stretch those uh, writing muscles. And it's a great chance to do it because it's a uh, it's a very interesting story, and Ash is a really uh, interesting character. Definitely, so, uh, definitely. Yeah, for someone who probably doesn't spend as much time writing as they want to, it's a it's a great um, a great yarn for him to have got stuck into. So, it's a good one. Recommend it. Completely agree. Um, and just on Crafty Pint, he's added some new contributors recently so I think we're going to expect a lot more content from him so or from the site so mm-hmm. yeah it's exciting um, to see that from probably the best resource in Australia for beer you think so yeah yeah alright well Dave do you want to take a quick break and get a beer I think that is a cracking idea alright we'll be back in a sec alright Welcome back. Welcome back to you, mate. Thank you. We've just got a beer. What have you got? Uh, I've got the uh, Cavalier Hop Trap Belgian IPA. Mm. Um, so far, so good. Cool. I've got the, now I don't actually know what it's called, the Kaiju Killer Sprocket Collab Cax Kotman? Kotmari. Kotmari? Mm. Don't remember like the name. Beer. What's the beer like? It's pretty good. Very lemony. Um, I mean... It's got everything that a black okay, IPA. It's a black IPA yep. for those playing at home. Yeah. Yeah. Did I not say that? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. Yeah. It's a black IPA. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on black IPAs? Um, I think they're uh, a style that's getting misunderstood, perhaps not misunderstood, but, but by, by brewers that are attempting to make them. There's few, there's a few that I like, mm. and the ones that I like, I really like. Yep. Um, but it doesn't make me excited. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. two or three years ago, they were the jam. I think it's because it was at a time, it was a really important boom time for, in Melbourne at least, that's mm. all I can speak for, mm. uh, a boom time for the craft industry. Mm. And it was like a time where it was the first time I can remember looking at a beer and the flavour not being anything like what it should look like. Yeah. So I think it was a bit of a darling for that reason. And they they do bring, like, when, when there's a good one, they bring... 
a lot of good. I mean, it's like a dark chocolate, you know, with some some fruit, basically, essentially, is, is the fla- same flavors. And that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, lately I, I don't ever find myself wanting to drink one ever. No, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not sitting around at home going, "Man, I could smash a black IPA yeah. right now." Um, where I don't think there's too many other styles that I would say that about. You know, there's always sort of a place for a, st- for a style, but I don't really know no, where I it fits think th- in. I think there's plenty, plenty of styles that it fit, that fits into for me, mm. where I'm never like jonesing for that style. But I don't know. I don't. I, don't think I, I think I don't really know where it fits in. Like when you think of it, what what time, what occasion do you would you drink a black IPA? Like where are you? But what occasion would you drink a Kolsch? Like, I don't know if there's uh, always... But like a Kolsch, hot day, refreshing, sun, summertime. I guess so. Quick beer, but... Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting style. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, we, there has been a couple more being released lately. You know, at, sort of on the back of, I think I said to you a while ago, it's such a weird style that no one cares about anymore. And then Feral bought out Kama Citra mm-hmm. uh, as a, a permanent... Lineup beer, is it a permanent one? Is it? Yeah, so okay. it's in, in bottles. I thought there. it was a brew pub series beer. No, no, it's now a permanent oh, nice. lineup. And I had it on tap the other day. Oh, yeah, it was pretty tasty. Um, this one, I've just had a couple more sips. And I, it's I haven't. Delicious. I can't remember. I haven't had the beer those kind of citra in a long time. Mm. But um, I do remember it being one of the ones that I did enjoy quite mm. a lot. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have to grab that one when I see it. Mountain Goat have got another one coming out. I think as part of a small batch, or it's okay. I think it's on. Is tap it barreled or just a small just re- batch one? Just regular. Okay. And so there's a, maybe a small resurgence. I remember there, theirs was the first one that I ever had, first black IPA I ever had. The collaboration with Thornbridge, mm. um, and that was amazing. I I remember because I think I don't think he's there anymore. But Kalen Vaughan, who was the brewer at Thornbridge, mm. came across and created that, and I think their black IPA. Is oh, is that Raven? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's really good. That beer. That is. So um, I think he came with a fair track record to make it at Mountain Goat. That that's definitely seen as probably the. I, w- I would say maybe the the best example of the style globally, like that. Quite often gets credited as that. Oh, uh, you know, influence. I don't really drink that many black IPAs, so I don't really know. Hmm. Um, and Yeasty Boys and Liberty did a, like a series of beers based on that as well. Uh-huh. Called. Would Nip. you call Pot Kettle Black a Black IPA? Uh, Hoppy Porter, Black IPA. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good beer. Mm. Anyway. I've t- turned the corner on this beer. It's gone from enjoyable to really good. Okay, really great. Like it. Yeah. Great. I mean, Belgian IPA is another one that started popping up recently. Mm-hmm. And maybe a year ago, there was half a dozen came out of nowhere. I think Maybe well, only one really I think only one or two of the one of them I really liked. Yeah. Um I don't think this is the same beer that they released last year. And I, I thought that was okay, but yeah. I really like this though. It smells very bubblegummy. Very bubblegummy. It's um the it's a tasty one. It's very clean. Clean, that's good. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of something we've been talking about recently. Um Australian IPAs being very heavy on malt. Mm-hmm. You've got your. It's hard to find a clean IPA out there. In I think Australia. they're yeah they're very. Um, I think they're very. People when they initially started brewing in Australia, on the wave five six seven years ago, they were very concerned about 
balance. Yeah. And all of these IPAs are based on like East Coast IPAs, like yep. uh, maybe the uh, Hop Devil from Victory or the 90-minute, 60-minute IPA from yep. Dogfish Head. Yeah. Um, those sort of beers. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's a lot of those styled IPAs that we have here and not many West Coast styled IPAs. No, and a lot of a lot of people were billing their beers as West Coast style IPA and then you get it and it's a lot darker than you expected. And yeah, heavy on the, the caramel, um, car- or caramel crystal malts. And oh, one of the most interesting things about this is Hop Hog, which not quite an IPA in terms of whatever, the style guidelines, but you know that is seen as Australia's sort of foremost IPA. That's a lean, clean IPA, mm-hmm. yet no one is mimicking it. True. Other, or than, other than Hendo making... Um, making Captain, Captain Obvious. Obvious yeah. yeah, which was basically him trying to make a beer the same as that. Mm-hmm. Um, or in that exact same style. That category, yeah. No one else is really doing that. It's also, I mean, like, it's the darling of American brewing. Mm. Uh, especially, I mean... On the West Coast, funnily enough, yeah. uh, even though that style is being made all over the country. Mm. Um, and that's the one thing I noticed when I was over there recently, uh, was just the difference in IPAs. Mm. And the ones that I brought back that we had, it was a clear difference. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I, had, I was thinking about it, right? Because we've been talking about it a lot. Yeah. And I, did, I agree that balance is important. Mm in a hop heavy beer of course mm. it is but there's a different way to go about the balance so I was thinking about like a seesaw right mm-hmm. if you I'm, I'm lo- loving this already by yeah the way. okay <laughs> if you want to balance a seesaw right and you have hop and malt evenly distributed across the whole seesaw it's ain't going anywhere it's going to be completely uh, balanced right yep. but if you have all the malt at one end and all the hops at the other end and they're distinct and separate. Yeah. You notice that when you're drinking it. Like that toolbox wine, yep. you could definitely clarify the malt profile yep. and the hot profile. It was very clean, very yep. distinct. Yeah. But if they're even if they're right at the opposite ends of the seesaw, still balancing out. So are you saying like something like um, some of the, the darker versions, the, the very caramel, crystal heavy ones that we've seen? That sort of distribution, the malt ends up running all over the hops, and you kind it of it does because if you have it dead fresh, it probably tastes unbelievable. We all know the hop character falls away yeah. at a fairly rapid rate. Yep. So once that happens, all you're left is sticky caramel. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if that's brilliant. It's not ideal, really. Yeah. That's I mean it, that's a really interesting way of looking at it and I think that which what is the sea, seesaw the seesaw seesaw analogy that's I quite right. like that um, because there's a couple and I'm, I'm not going to say what they are but there's a couple that I've had recently in Australia where they were pretty much undrinkable because it was just there was so much malt running all over the, the beer that it was just like this is kind of gross but I think there's a place for it um, like East Coast IPAs they're in, that's isn't a myth, and yeah, I think yeah. it's really good ones that we have here. But I'm just I'm just surprised, if anything, that people aren't making those really yeah. clean. Just using two row pale malt, use more of it if you have to. It's I mean it's we know that it's all fermentable sugar, mm. but it mm. still provides a fair amount of sweetness. Mm. Um, start it's, making some pale IPAs. Yeah, it's interesting because 
yeah, ho- uh, you know, obviously Hop Hog, and then you look at the big, the big names globally in IPAs, um, Pliny, obviously, or Pliny, Sculpin, um, Thornbridge's Jaipur, mm-hmm. New Zealand, you know, Hop Zombie Citra, um, Livy Citra, and they are all on the cleaner, lean style. Absolutely. And the one that we had, uh, the Gabs beer. Um, Modus operando? Yeah, the L90. I sent yep. an email to uh, DJ about it to mm. find out what the, mo- the malt profile was. And again, like he had like a skerrick, like maybe 1 or 2% of Cara. Yep. Um, but it was essentially... It was in that mold. Yeah, it was a, that was a cracking... Because I just got back from America and that was the beer that resonated as a familiar sort of taste yeah. to those great West Coast IPAs. Um, but I don't know, so is, much... Is, is it maybe almost a bit of a fear of making something that's just about hops in Australia? And there are brewers that do it. You know, Kaiju, for example, um, their golden one is, is the golden mm-hmm. IPA is that. But for the most part, it seems to be everyone is afraid of just presenting hops as hops. And they oh, no, we've got to have that balance and it's got to be whatever. And you kind of see it in the rhetoric around beer releases, the whole, you know... Where we want it to be approachable, we want it to be something that everyone can get something from, rather than just saying we want it to be. We're a so really scared as a nation. Yeah, is it? Does it seem scared? Yeah, but there's still the thing that like that still baffles me is that there's plenty of people that aren't scared. No, and we're still not seeing heaps of beers. I mean, there's pl- we have seen like some seasonal, not seasonal, but just one-off releases that have been West Coast IPAs. Maybe they're not. I mean, and. In like fairly, maybe not they're, as, they're not as good as the ones you can get over in America, but um, I think there's plenty of bold brewers out there, mm. but it's not happening. I don't understand it, and I don't know. It's just like that's one of the that's one of the styles, and I definitely know that I'm not alone with this one. But that's one of the styles where I go, God, I just need a West Coast IPA. I well, need that definitely, and, and Hop Hog fills that need. Mm-hmm. Quite a quite a lot, and it yep. did for years in my fridge. You know, that was our staple beer. Quite often, I'll be like, "I need to go. I need a Citra. I need yeah. that." Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there aren't that many actual straight up Australian IPAs. You know, we're drinking a black IPA and a Belgian IPA, um, but to name just down the line IPAs, whether or not they're you know darker or lighter, leaner or heavier, I'm not. There's not that many. Um, Mountain Goat have just retired theirs mm-hmm. because it sold not enough, but too much. It didn't really make sense to me. Um, I think not enough to keep production at Asahi. Asahi, yeah. yeah. Especially when the summer ale exploded. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that one, that beer was an interesting one because I really liked it at times and other times I didn't think it was But I think up too that's well. a good example of one of the ones where fresh, yeah. great. Yeah. But when the hops weren't as vibrant um, and had fallen away a bit, the caramel stomped all over it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually mentioned this on Twitter the other night, and um, I can only imagine you got a resounding response. Uh, it was look, it was a pretty brief conversation uh, with Chris from Slow Beer and um, Ben from Bridge Road, mm-hmm. and Ben said, you know, he brews his bling and his double bling uh, quite malt heavy. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's what he likes. Yeah. So that's 
That's fair enough. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's what I meant. Like, there's definitely a, a place for those styles of beer, but it just baffles me yeah. that given how popular they are in America yeah. and given how there's continual comparisons between our industry mm. and, their, and the American industry, I, I'm shocked. And even though people lose their minds over IPAs, that there aren't more regularly brewed... Straight up. Straight up West clean. Coast style IPAs. Yep. Yeah. You kind of wonder... Because that one that we had, that toolbox one, wasn't a bomb. No. It was a six. Well, it was a 6% IPA. That definitely seems to be where trends are going in the US, I think. More fragrant, lower on the bitterness. So they're not, they're not hugely... You know, two years ago, three years ago, everyone was trying to dick swing about IBU. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be just get good good flavour. Yeah. Like that's what people want. So it doesn't have to be 100 IBU. It can be... 50 IBU, 60 IBU. It was just a classic example, though, of a really clean, mm. really well-made IPA that was really enjoyable. Um, I think we discussed that on the Soren show. Yep. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, New Zealand does it really well. You know, Hop Zombie, well, it does kind of go on the sweeter side of the scale. Um, still, a, when that's fresh and... Yep. Very know, pale, very clean. Yep. example of, of that style. Mm-hmm. And Citra is just stunning for, for what it Such is. Such a good beer, yeah. The that one looks a bit like it's more malt driven, but I mean it's nine percent, so there's a fair amount of malt in it, even yes. though it's um, pretty pale and pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. Given that it is nine percent beer. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would really like to see more. That would, it's what I'd put in my fridge a lot more. Oh, no doubt about it. The brewers being scared issue. Um, so it's probably so offensive to brewers listening. Yeah, uh, I mean like. <laughs> It sounds like a good theory, but I don't know if it's true. Well, that's what, coming back to, I guess, um, when you look at what the big brands are doing at the moment, uh, stepping away from crafts, sort of. In a, in a Who's a big brand? Who are you talking about? I think Matilda Bay. Yeah. Um, is right are you looking to them for greater trends, though? Well, I, I think it's a shame that a lot of those brands um, are putting out the, the gateway beer, mm-hmm. um, which they ha- have many of already. There's yep. no, there's, it's not like we're short. Yeah, there's loads Australia. of gateway beers. Yeah, there are so many of them, and they're in all the press releases. They're saying, oh, you know, it's not not too big and it's approachable, and it's not too. F- one of them, I think, it was the Tui's Pale Ale. Not saying Tui's the craft band, but you know, it's aimed at the gateway market. Tui's Pale Ale said it's you know not too flavorful. Like, no, but what I think that is is that craft beer. As a movement, if you will, it's got to a level of maturity mm. where there's a sw- a general swing against it by a lot of people. Yeah. So the people like and the, the big brewers don't want to disregard that market. Yeah. So they're saying, hey, wait, wait, whoa, it's not gonna yeah, tingle yeah. your tongue. It's not gonna. It's still what you might drink if you're wearing a high vis vest after yeah. work. But um, but it's a little bit different. So try this. But all of them seem to be. And, and I think Furphy, the Little Creatures one and the, the media around that that they put out. Um, and Matilda Bay, uh, the Tui's one, all of those sort of entry-level ones. They all make like apologies in their media releases. They're all kind of apologetic. Oh, look, it's not, it's not for the big craft drinkers. It's not for the people. It's not too flavorful. No one's talking about why they wanted to make the beer and why people should drink it, really. They're saying... Who's not going to like it? Which is a terrible way of marketing something, surely. And oh well, are you surprised that none of them have just shot through the roof in popularity? Well, exactly, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, why aren't they releasing it saying this is a great beer and people are going to love it? 
even people that are people like us, because you know, you or I are at the nerdiest end of the scale, mm-hmm. but we also will smash a, a clean, straightforward. We love them. Yeah, that's yeah. in our so wheelhouse. Make something good. Say even the nerds are still going to like it because it's got a clean taste and it's made really well. Don't tell us we're not going to like it because we're just going to instantly not. We're never going to consider yeah. it. The, and I guess coming back to Matilda Bay and, and Little Creatures again, um, so Matilda Bay have brought out Lazy Yak, their small version of Fat Yak. And what a, just a, they just have not gone about any of this the right way. Wait, I sort of see for them, because they have a great portfolio, and I, I ranted about this on my blog, um, I'll put a link to it, but I saw something the other day, I don't know why they didn't, why they couldn't put out a 5%, 5.5% IPA, market the shit out of it, say you know a clean style like a hop hog style bring that marketing force with it and say craft beer is a big trend people want flavor we're giving them what they want you can now get this at you know many cub venues and go crazy you know something that you actually want rather than something that craft that's aimed at people that don't drink craft beer because they don't drink craft beer like they're, they're, they're making a beer for a market that doesn't drink the product and trying to get that, like, trying to put a, a square They're casting their hole. rod and reel out into a dry lake. Yeah, yeah. And sure, some people are going to be one over. There's still some fish flapping around yeah. in the dry lake. But there, there's so many other options for them anyway mm. that if, you know, every CUB venue or 50% of CUB venues now had a, a reasonable IPA on tap, it might not sell amazingly, but look, I'd be surprised if Lazy Yak or Crown Gold Nail is anyway. So, mm-hmm. I like think like what they should be doing is pushing Matilda Bay front and centre, yep. not Fat Yak, because no. they complained that the only recognition they get is Fat Yak because yep. it took off because it's different. It is different. It's a different yep. sort of mainstream sort of beer, well, right? That's the thing. Yep, so they were concerned that the other beers weren't getting recognised as being from the same family as them. Yep. So they just made a new beer and called it the same thing yep. without trying to bring in the rest of their beers. I don't understand it. Also, that Fat Yak is, to, to I guess people that aren't familiar with, with um, different or tastier beers, that's quite quite bold in terms of hop character, like a fresh one. Some of the fresh ones I've had over mm-hmm. the years have been really hoppy, really hop forward. So that, And that's their biggest seller. So th- they've looked at that and gone, oh, okay. Let's just dial that back a let's bit. Let's dial that back, yeah. You know, craft, craft beer's growing. People are excited for new flavour. So let's give them less flavour and market less flavour to them, to people that don't already... Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually backwards to me. But, like, they recognise the problem of their beers not being recognised yeah. and they didn't do anything about it. No. No, they made it even more confusing. Yeah. Because they've still they created a less... Imp- not a less impressive, let's say, but a less bold beer... Mm. that people are going to have less opinion about yep. and they've just tied that in with their already successful beer doesn't make any sense to me yeah it's a um, it's a shame because Redback I think could be a Redback's a, a really beer. good beer Alpha is a really a really yep. good beer when it's fresh yep. um, I think Dog Volta Dog is a really good beer st- as well fantastic like that's a if you took those beers the ones we just mentioned as the beer portfolio and said these are Matilda Bay beers, we've rebranded, they all look the same. That's a great Yeah, and also, range. make it 
super clear that these are Matilda babies. Mm. That is a fat yak. Yeah. Not fat yaks mates. Because I remember they had a marketing campaign where they were marketing the non-fat yak beers and the biggest image, it was one of those station campaigns where they have like two billboards yeah. side by side and one of like 66% of one of the billboards was fat yak yeah. and the rest of it was going, hey, he's, not, the beers? he's not the only one around yeah. here. But the biggest words. smaller ones, the smaller pictures were the, the other beers that they were trying to push yeah. and they're wondering why no one recognises it. Yeah. The um, little creatures one, furfy as well. Have you had it? No, and I again they they told me that I wasn't the market for it. Right, okay, so fuck you. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> and that's another one that yeah, I guess alternatively, if I, uh, little creatures came out and said, "Hey, we're going to put our IPA front and center. It's made in Geelong. You're in Victoria. We're going to smash this out fresh. We're going to tell you how fresh it is. We're going to have campaigns around freshness." Great, people are people can, like even it's a hook for non-craft beer drinkers. This beer is seven years old and or seven days old, sorry, and it's so fresh and it's just come from down the road. Rather than cynically making a, I don't know what is it, a golden ale and putting a V on it to give it some locality to Victoria. Is that what happened? Yeah, so Furfy's branded like the you know Victorian footy team. No one's crying out for golden ale. No. It's just not happening. I think that technically might be a pale ale or a golden ale. They weren't sure on the... But it's basically a golden ale. Whatever, yeah. There are some great golden ales out there. Don't get me wrong. But, like, that's one. That's one where I love the Two Birds Golden Ale. That's great. I, like, will have that in my fridge all the time. But, like, as a style, I never think about, gee, I just need golden ale. It just doesn't happen. Hanging for a golden ale. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a... um, it's a fine style, but we don't it's need fine. to. We don't That's need exactly to keep what it is. releasing yeah. them. It's just not very exciting. So some of the ones that I like, uh, Two Birds and the Bridge Road Golden Ale is also very good, right? Yeah. That one doesn't get pushed, but for whatever reason, Ben's made this Golden Ale, right? Um, if I go to a place where there's, there's uh, Two Birds Golden Ale. Bridge Road Golden Ale, Beechworth Pale, and Bantam IPA on tap. Mm. I'm having the Beechworth Pale and the Bantam first because yep. yep. they're the ones that are yep. interesting and going to have something. And they're not huge beers. Yep. They're just offering something a bit more than. Mm. So Vale just. I'm sounding anti Golden Ale, but that's but this is also the reason Vale's well, announced yeah, another so Golden Ale. So Vale put out a Golden Ale, and I feel like it's almost a shrug of the shoulders. I don't know, Golden Ale. Like, but like yeah, Vale were on an right. all right track, because that, I mean, this is years ago now. Yeah, when yeah. they released, because they had two bland, uninteresting beers. Mm. Which ones? The Vale Ale, the Vale Ale, and the Vale Dark. Yeah. Or I, whatever. Yeah, what, they were kind of a bit nothing. Weren't yeah, they? they were a bit nothing, right? Then they released that IPA, which a few years ago there weren't heaps around, mm. local IPAs, and it was like, it was decent. Yeah, that was it. Was a good like it wasn't a. Definitely not in the style that we were talking about that we want to see more of, but every time I had it, I enjoyed it and I would drink yeah. it again. And it's one that I think most people could find something they could enjoy in there because it's not in your face. Like, because you would often find it in places that didn't have a great beer selection, mm. but they had some Vale beers and you're great. They've got a four pack of the IPA. I'm, I'm grabbing it. They also, they've got that side project. What's it called? Um, Fat Mongrel? 
think that's the name of it. It's a terrible name. Yeah. But I had one of their beers. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, like really. I good. don't it doubt it. A, yeah. A stout. Um, can't remember the exact style. Fat mongrel stout. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds funny to me. That's all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really good. Delicious. Cool. Uh, so, but yeah, the the golden ale. It just seems a bit of a like for an established brewery to, to come out and bring something like that. It's just. It feels like you're just trying to get a little bit of mark the market mm-hmm. for the entry level beer brewers. Uh, sorry, drinkers. But I don't know if entry level drinkers are looking out for golden ales. Like yeah. I don't think that's what's at the forefront of their minds. I don't think that's happening. What are they looking out for? Do you think? I would reckon they'd be. I reckon if people are uh, humming and hiring, going, "Do I want to do this?" I reckon they're looking at pale ales. Hmm. Hmm. You you hear it all the time when you. Identify a group in a bar that's a craft beer bar, and people that don't drink it, they go, "Yeah, and it's, give me a pale ale." Yeah, give me a pale that ale. sounds like something I would. Yeah, that's closer to me. Yeah, exactly. From, from their point of view, so they want to dip their toes in, but they're not ready to get I, challenged. It seems to be concern of being too exciting for a lot of breweries. You know, let's not give them too much because people might not like it. But we've seen like Moondog is hugely successful, Kaiju hugely successful. Um, I don't know how much they're making versus these other breweries, but they have come out and said, "Yeah, we're going to do something crazy and, and probably dumb on paper." Moondog. Um, but people they just res- released the two like ice cream beers. Yeah, people respond to it because it's like, "What an ice cream beer? That's crazy." I don't really know what's going on here. I'm going to get that because that's a weird thing to yeah. me. And I'm not saying every brewery. Did you have the pine lime splice IPA? I think it's really good. I so good. So and good. I'm not saying that every brewery should do that. Yeah, no, of course. It would be fucking boring if every brewery did. But it shows that by just doing something interesting, people are going to respond. We were sitting in Slow Beer last night, uh, me and a friend of mine, and he was drinking the Phantom Magic Ghost, which, have you tried that one? No, I haven't. Comes out bright green. And I'm not talking like kind of green. Oh, I, I saw mean, a photo. Yeah, yeah it looks like, like uh, kale juice. Yeah. Yeah, neon green. And someone walked in, like, you could see them sort of, must have been their first time in Slow Bear because their eyes were like, wow, look at this place. And they're like, oh, wow. And they walk past ours, oh, they even have green beers. And it's like, for someone walking in not familiar with craft beer and seeing like green beers. And, yeah, and no one's going to then turn their head and go, oh, what, and golden ales? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is this place? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, make things positive. Don't stop making things negative. Stop saying drinkers aren't ready for something or drinkers don't want this when the only segment of the market that's growing is, I think Corona's still probably growing. Is it? Yeah, Corona's the biggest selling beer in Australia, I is think. Is it? Uh, import for sure. Wow. But craft beer's growing massively. So And people are looking at that and then going, wow, that's going crazy. We should probably make something for people that don't like that. That's so negative. And whenever you point that out, like if we... You know, point that out on Twitter and say, "Fuck, can we get something positive from a big brewery?" Everyone says, "Oh, that's not not for you," and stop being negative. But it's like, they're the ones being negative here. Yeah, we just want something good. We like, because what is for them is what they're already making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got that covered. Yeah, <laughs> they got it down pat. I don't know. Anyway, and I th- I who think, are we, right? Well, I think when the the market sort of slows and people look, there's going to be a lot of people that are excited for beer probably just going to go back to the local and drink whatever's on tap and be happy with that like that's going to happen so keep your toys and your Carlton just keep them ticking along that's for that market yeah, figure out a cheaper way to make it perhaps if you want to boost your 
bottom line, but like pe- you've pe- got that sorted. Yeah, that's that's under control, and people are gonna come back to that. A large part of the craft beer market is gonna go back to that eventually. I think. I'm not. I don't. I still think there's growth in craft beer. Yeah. So, but if that's, so do something happen, genuine yeah. for the people that want to be excited by it. Did we just sound complaining for 25 minutes in? I think that was good. Oh, no, I do. But, uh, yeah. Now, I guess the coming back to making gimmick, not gimmick beers, but interesting beers in the Moondog Elk. Go on. Uh, semen beer. Yeah. That's been See, nice I think that would be offensive to Moondog. Yeah, I know. That's... But some of the beers are pretty gimmicky. That's that's their shtick, right? True, but I don't think they use outrageous ingredients no, for the sake of outrageousness. S- semen P- beer is a, a, di- it's a I looked lead. up because I, I was so confused. Like, have we talked about what the story is yet? No. Okay. Do you want to maybe cover what the story is? Okay, sure. So, um, I can't think of which bar it is. Green Man something? Yeah, Green Man Bar in Wellington. Green Man Bar in Wellington in New Zealand. Um Recently reached out to another brewery. I can't even think of who the brewery Choice was. Bro- Choice Brothers Choice Brewery. Choice Brothers Brewery, right. Um, in order to make a, uh, a... I don't know. Oh, yeah. It is a milk stout with yep. stag semen in it. Yeah. And... Stag being a male deer. Yes. male deer. So, I tried to figure out what the reason for this was. And all that I recovered was that... They just wanted to use stag semen in something. Yeah, it's 100% it, yeah. Like, which, and, I, and I didn't understand it. So I looked up what the health benefits of stag semen, no, nothing. No, of There's course nothing not. about, I thought it might have been something. So that bar has done, I think, shots of semen shots before as a gimmick. And it's, it's a shitty gimmick bar that wants a shitty gimmick beer. The brewery, I don't, I'm not familiar with their beers, but I got the sense and they're, and they're the brewer might have responded to some you know, criticisms on Facebook and just said, they came to us. We thought, all right, whatever. Why not? We'll just do it. And I think there's it. a fair... I mean, like, uh, when you say, hey, why not, right? No, there's plenty of reasons why not. <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> you need, like, I don't think that's a yeah. really, like, what, are you saying you wouldn't do it? Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people would go, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, what was interesting, a lot of people were saying the article in the paper was sexist. And what was the reason for that? There's a photo of two photos of ladies drinking the beer. <sighs> That's not so. Sexist. Do, we, do we need to call everything like? So, well, I don't think that is at all. Because if they weren't, like, yeah. Anyway, let's, we don't think we have to give that much. Um, yeah. Yep. But I th- also I think there were two photos in there. I also think that one of the two photos wasn't even the semen beer. Right. It was one of the women involved just with the, the beer. I think it was the brewer, wasn't it? It might have been the yeah, brewer, yeah. but not with the semen beer, though. Yeah, okay. So even though it was a woman, it's because she brewed it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a fairly long bow being yeah. drawn. I I get this. I, I understand that the brewery is genuinely interested in making good beer and I um, think they just maybe decided to, to brew the beer and it's probably not a great one, but oh well. Hey, go for it. That's fine. Yeah. I just think it's a dumb idea. Yeah. I think I might be chatting with the brewer at some point during Beervana while I'm over there, so maybe we'll see if she's uh, willing to go on record and hey, t- man, tell us all if about you the semen Tell her beer. that I said that it was a dumb idea, then go for it. Maybe we will talk about their other beers instead. Great idea. Because probably all that needs to be said oh, about I think they've achieved what they set out with it. Mm. It's a buzz. 
It's been on BuzzFeed. I think Huffington Post had a story about it. It's created a lot of talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we struggle to think of the brewery, the brewery name and the venue name, but mm. the, it's been out there. Like in my, in my search for stag semen related facts, yeah. all I found was stories around the world about this particular beer. I hate when things like that come up because so many people will like email me that you know aren't, aren't into beer, and I'll go, "Hey, how about this one? You tried this one? No, I don't care. Nice, like yeah. it's, it's, you know I what? I'd, I'd love, I'd love to hear the venue or the brewery go. Hey, we've created a, bu- a global buzz. People talking about our brand. This is great. I guess that, I'd love to that, hear that. That's the point of those kind of nightclubs, you know, that's um, or bars or whatever. They do those kind of things to get people talking. So, yeah, but I could, but I just no, no, man. We just wanted to have a semen stout. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, that, no, you didn't. <laughs> no one wants that. No one does want that. <laughs> people want it to go. Oh, I tried it. Oh, gross. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, whatever. Should we take a quick break and come back and recommend some things that and shout out and fantastic, excellent. Alrighty, welcome back. What'd you get? I got the Dainton Impale Ale, 4.5% pale. Nice. Um, after a black IPA, I can't really taste it. So hard to, uh, hard to comment. Hard to judge, isn't it? I got a uh, Young Henry's Real Ale, and it's great. Mm. I always like their beers. They're um, mm. nice and clean. and mm. um, So good. So, oh. Dave, you want to kick off a recommendation? Sure. What do we want? A beer recommendation or a non-beer? Let's go non-beer. Non-beer? All yeah. right. My non-beer recommendation uh, is going to be a podcast. Um, I think everyone should go to aleofatime.com and subscribe. Uh, no, it's not ours. Um, it's a comedy podcast called The Comedy Outliers. Two um, New York comics called uh, Mike Brown and Brandon Collins. Yep. Uh, who are both... The reason why this is sort of interesting is because they're both... Um, they're established... But they're not stars. So they're very gritty. They have to work really hard, yep. do a lot of spots. Uh, and they talk about a lot of like industry-related stuff. They talk to a lot of club owners yep. and stuff like that. Um, but they get really good guests they talk to. And uh, it's always very funny and really interesting. So uh, Comedy Outliers podcast is my recommendation. Good one. You can good get one. it on iTunes or any of those, I don't know, multi-platforms yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's good Excellent. fun. I think Excellent. it's weekly. You can pretty much uh, listen to the backlog, but uh, big recommendation for me. What was it again? Say the name. Uh, Comedy Outliers. Cal- Comedy Outliers. I'll put a link to it on the show notes. Good one. It's always good to have a bit of a bit of a chuckle on your way to work. Or yeah, well, I like lately. Um, I we've been like walking that um, tightrope of being very entertained and laughing a lot in my mind and having to hide that on the train oh, yeah, I do that to avoid time. looking like a mental case. Because you look at someone and then you like, yeah. start laughing and you're like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm mm-hmm. just a crazy person. <laughs> okay, how about you, non-beer? Um, well, you notice, Dave, uh, my headphones on the table here. I certainly have. Looks like a, a tangled mess to you, I imagine. They're kind of tangled up a little bit. Right, okay. Yeah, if I, I, mean, just I, I can't see where it begins and ends, to be honest. So. Just pick them up and you'll notice... What there is no is going tangles on going on here. Uh, my recommendation is a way to put your headphones in your pocket without them tangling. That look, it's 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 been around I the internet. I can't wait to hear. It's how been this around goes. the internet uh, a while. Go on. Um, but basically, you 
Because I'm going to do another visual joke, right? Yeah, I, I'm going to have go. to explain it a little bit, obviously. Oh, oh, it looks nice and coiled. What is that? What is that? Uh, what is that? I never understand that. I coil them carefully. Yep. And they're still tangled. Yeah, so Dave's just put out his headphones and they're a knot now that he bought them out of his pocket. So there's a technique that's, that people have been using for a number of years where you make the, the devil horns with your right. fingers. Yep. With your index finger and your yep. pinky. Th- throw your horns up. And you... Oh, you ho- infinity sign it. Yeah, you kind of... Infi- like So you hold the earbuds with your two fingers that are going down. Right. And then you wrap them infinity around your, your fingers. And for some reason, that won't tangle up. So you'll do that, jam it in your pocket, pull it out, won't, won't tangle up. I'm going to go on record and say that's the best recommendation we've ever had on the show. You like that? Yeah. I um, It's one of those things I heard people talking about you know, saying, oh, just just do, do it that way. I'm like, well, like, I do ima- you? I do Im- you really? I can't imagine it working. It seems like it's not going to work, and I just untangle them anyway. Like, oh, fine. But then I started doing it. And I'm like, hang on, this actually works really well. So well, yeah, um, I, my mind is blown. Just before we went on air, you went, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but my recommendation is going to blow your mind, and it has. <laughs> Excellent. It still looks like it's all tangled up. But then, hello. Nuts. Yep. Um, no, uh, beer recommendation. Beer recommendation. I haven't been drinking heaps of beer lately. Mm-hmm. But um, when I have been, I want to get something good. Of course. Uh, so I went slightly against my philosophy with this particular annual release. Uh, my recommendation is going to be the B2 Bomber Mark V, I think it is. Yep. Um, relatively fresh. Bridge Road Brewing. Bridge Road Brewing. Um, yeah, r- relatively fresh at the moment. I love to hold on to these beers because they're uh, usually black IPAs. I think the last couple have been Belgian yeast used. Um, so even though a lot of people with black IPAs would drink them fresh to get the hop characteristics, with this particular beer, time is very, very good to it. Yeah. And they've been really, really good um, yeah. with a year or a couple of years uh, under it. I decided to have this one fresh and I would love to get another bottle and hold on to it, but it was outstanding. Really mm. like resinous hop characteristics. A lot more than... Maybe it, they use, maybe it is normally hoppy, but I always hold on to mine so I never um, get the full benefit of it. But uh, very um, very thick mouthfeel, oily, um, beautiful, beautiful malt backbone, but this really big resinous... Um, Hop character to it as well, uh, very sticky. I really, really enjoyed it, but I'm just gonna try and take one out and chuck it away for a little while. Excellent. I haven't had that one for a few years, so maybe I will go grab a bottle. Um, just on aging black IPAs, I've had some that you know a year old, and I still think they're they're fantastic because of the malt. Yeah, because the they they turn into like porters, <laughs> which well, is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. In the hops still keep flavour depending on the hot profile you know quite often they, they keep it and they flavor. preserve it yeah, yeah. Um, how about you so my one is uh, Fox in the Corn a new restaurant slash kind of a bar in Footscray uh, near me well, those guys specialise in pasta is that the one on Droop Street yep yeah yep. okay and whenever they, I look in it looks like it's doing alright there yeah it's definitely doing alright um, but they've got a so it's pasta and craft beer so they specialise in they've got a, a list of sour beers that'll um impress anyone I think they've got 80 beers in total on their menu um, they've got I think 8 taps which rotating so when I was there one time I had a 
Uh, I think Emma had a Road and Bark Grand Crew. I had a Tuatara Conehead. Oh, I reckon the Grand Crew would be great with pasta. Yeah, sure. We had that with the charcuterie. And then she had a wine, and then I had a Blackman's Unfiltered Lager. Oh, good um, beer. With a creamy pasta. Just amazing. Just a, a great combination. Um, but yeah, sour beers, dark beers, they've got a, a really, really interesting and long list. Um, I'm probably going to maybe do some tastings there, some sour beer tastings coming up as well. So, disclaimer, somewhat of a relationship with them, but nothing official or anything um, at this stage. But I just really enjoy going there, been there twice, had really good beers, really good pasta. Why the hell not? Um, and, you know, when Josie Bones closed down, there wasn't really a beer-focused restaurant in, in Melbourne. And this is probably this the is only one that the mold. is straight up Very beer good. focused. Um, and it's pasta. So get your carbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're really doing damage to your uh, diet if you are He also uh, keeps doing a, um, so. a Blinovice on tap. So they've got the Broat Rocker Blinovice. Oh, great. Well, and always has a Blinovice on tap. Yep. That is genius. So they're selling ECD, sells heaps of it to people come in and they want a champagne or a sparkling wine. And he says he'll give them a sample of that and say, try that while I get you your wine. And nine times out of ten, they'll end up drinking that instead. So... Yeah, um, really exciting. Very close to my house. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Which is kind of dangerous. I don't need... Other bars, take note. Have a rotating Blinovice tap. People That's like that saying. style. Hey, Maybe gate- try for summer. Talking about gateway beers. Exactly right. Because Blinovice last summer, the Boat Rocker one, you could get it so many places and people were going crazy for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a natural... It's a natural... Style that will do well in Australia. Nah, I just put out another fucking golden ale. Um... <laughs> All right. You know what I have to say before we finish up? What? I love this beer. Great. So delicious. Young Henry's Real Ale. Excellent. Uh, I still can't really taste mine. I'm still tasting black IPA malt. Thank you to Sunmoth um, for giving us a comfortable place to record. We love Sunmoth. Um, if you haven't been, Niagara Lane. Don't know what number, I think but te- you'll yeah, find it. Yeah, look it up on the internet. Um, Ailovertime.com. Rate us on iTunes. That'd be wonderful if you could give us a rating on iTunes. A good one. Yeah. Uh, you Just can a three. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. We'll you can get uh, you can get me on Twitter at Melb Dave, and I'm at Ale of a Time. Sorry, excuse me. I'm at Ale of a Time. Uh, same names if you want to follow us on Instagram yep. uh, and go to facebook.com forward slash Ale of a Time for uh, press releases. Just extra content, basically. Yeah, occasional press release, occasional question. Bits and pieces. Uh, thank you again to Toe Hider for our music. They've got a new EP coming out with the former drummer, the guy that's doing the drums for them, was the drummer in some other band. Okay, cool. Quite, quite famous right, band. Okay. I can't remember the name he of the band. He formerly played with someone else. Interesting. Uh, All right. Dio, Ro- Ronnie James Dio, he was his drummer for a while. Famous metal yeah. thing. Um, and is, that, is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and another band, I can't remember. It's, it's terrible of me. Um, anyway, look it up. I'll put a link. Uh, Toe Hider are doing, always doing something interesting. Go listen to them. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, mate. See ya. See you later.